Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Happy New Year, guys, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. If you're new here, my name is Sif, and I'm the founder of Icing and Glitter, which is a blog, Instagram page, and YouTube channel. I wanted to take a bit of a break during the holidays, which is why there was a short hiatus between the last episode and this one, but we're back to regular, regularly scheduled programming now. So you guys know that I'm always looking for cool and interesting people to talk to. So when Meg, the founder of Get Glow TO, reached out to me, I was ecstatic. Meg is a holistic nutritionist whose area of specialty is acne. Before I even tell you more, go take one look at her Instagram page. Your jaw will literally be on the ground. Her results are insane. Before having her on, I obviously did my research and went on her website And I couldn't believe the before and afters, the reviews, and just her general commitment to curing her client's skin conditions. Today's episode is packed with all kinds of information on acne and how to treat it from a holistic standpoint. And believe me, this stuff works. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. It was definitely one of my favorites. Before we dive into the episode, a little reminder to please leave the show a review if you feel like it brings you value. It takes a few seconds of your time, but really helps us grow. Not only does it indicate to iTunes that you like what you hear, it also helps me understand the kind of episodes you enjoy so that I can bring you more content centered around specific topics. It's a super easy way of supporting the show, and I really appreciate it. Anyway, with that, let's welcome Meg to the Dream Bigger podcast. All right, Meg. So first things first, tell us your story because your skin journey is insane and I'm looking at you and you're glowing. Thank you. (laughs) It took a long time to get here. So I love that compliment. Um, So basically, I started getting acne when I was around 11, 12. um, And I went to my doctor and they put me on the birth control pill right away, which... In retrospect, now all that I know is just a very crazy thing because at that point I'd maybe had one, two cycles naturally. So basically I was like stunting my own hormones for 10 plus years. Um, so I stayed on that till I was about 22. And, you know, I still had issues kind of the whole time I was on the pill, but was really feeling this like energetic pull to get off of it at 22. I was, you know, finishing university. It was time to just kind of feel what my own body wanted to feel like. And oh my gosh, when I got off it, it was like a breath of fresh air. I just felt like, wow, is this how life is supposed to be experienced? Like my emotions were heightened. My energy was better. Um, I just knew it was the right fit for me to stop it. But because obviously no one told me that my acne had a hormonal root originally, my acne exploded. Like I'm talking crazy deep cysts all over my entire face. My whole back was completely covered. It looked like boils. 
Like, no, I was at a pool party that summer with all my uh, university friends and I had long hair. So at least I could kind of cover it. And I kind of showed one of my friends and she's like, that's horrible. I'd go back on the pill. I'm like, that's not <gasps> the answer for me, oh, though. Yeah. Also, But that's like how everyone thinks. You that's know? the problem, right? I was like, I need to persevere. It's got to get fixed. So, you know, and at that point, too, I didn't know anything about the natural world. So I was doing antibiotics. I didn't want to do Accutane. It scared me way too much um, just because I have a very sensitive system and topicals, facials, lasers, anything under the sun. When that failed, I was like, let's go the natural route. So I saw I don't even know how many naturopaths, nutritionists, traditional Chinese medicine doctors, acupuncturists, energy workers, talk therapists, like every single avenue I could get my hands on, I did. And what I found is that no one knew anything about acne, like truly didn't know how to fix it. So I was so frustrated at that point, I probably could have bought a car for all everything that I had spent money on. And I I was like, I need to take control of my own health because I'm not getting the answers that I want. And I'm spending, even I was getting tests done and people still couldn't kind of correlate it because basically with acne, you have to approach it from external skincare, internal imbalances and mindset work. So you'd be going to a naturopath who's amazing at hormones, but they're telling you to put coconut oil on your face. So it's not going to work. And vice versa, you're going to an amazing esthetician, but you're not fixing your hormone balance, so it's not going to work. And then, you know, if your mindset's like, I'm going to have acne for the rest of my life, well, there you go. So I went to Institute of Holistic Nutrition, um, and I started to, like, really understand how much could actually be impacting my skin. So for me, it was my gut, adrenal dysfunction, hormones. So I started to heal them, and all of a sudden, my skin started to clear. And at the same time, I was really diving into skincare and really experimenting with, like, proper products and really high high quality products, but what that were working for me. And all of a sudden, I got to a point where it was completely clear. And it just was you know, of course I was going to do that for other women. Um, so it kind of came full circle, which has been amazing because I've really, I've been through it all myself. So I find it's very relatable for all my clients because I actually, when I say I get it, I do. And so that's how the programs were born. Well, I mean, I think it's so important for you to like understand where people come from when they are suffering from acne or like breakouts, because we were talking a little bit about this before we started, but like it, is the most depressing thing like I can have one pimple and I feel like it just like ruins my day oh yeah big time it's and that's what we were saying right I mean it's your face it's the first thing people see and yeah and it's a confidence thing too right so the mental part of dealing with skin issues is very detrimental in healing skin as well yeah so I do a lot of mindset work and arguably the mindset work is sometimes the most important part because a, you have to tell your, you have to believe in your body's ability to heal itself. If you're constantly saying, well, I'm never going to get better. This won't work for me. You're not going to. You're basically giving signals to your body like, oh, I don't trust you. Like you're not capable. And right. that's just not true. Like yeah. everyone's going to get there. Like you're not the anomaly. You know what I mean? Like you're not the one person in the entire world that's not going to get clear skin. It's it's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And like, I think it's just such a ray of hope for people who maybe are looking at their skin today and being like, oh, like, I'm never going to get healed because I feel like there's always a way. It's just every every like 
you you have to know what's going on basically. Totally. So I guess that brings me to my next question, which is what are the different causes for acne? Because obviously hormones are one of them, but what else? Yeah. So hormones are the biggest one I see in practice. Um, gut issues as well are pretty um, significant. The wrong skincare is also a lot of the time at play. Um, which, you know, the issue with the skincare um, industry is it's not regulated. So labeling, just like for food labeling, they can say whatever they want. So they can claim to be good for acne but have pore cloggers in it. So it's really confusing if you don't know what to look for. Um, so that's an issue as well. I see a lot with adrenals and thyroid um, because that, again, is connected to everything. And then certain foods or nutritional uh, deficiencies are another big one. But mostly um i would say a lot of my work too is post pill acne as well so women who've been on the pill or the iud for years and years and years they get off no prep work maybe they didn't even have bad skin in the in the first place but it explodes oh my gosh yeah like i feel like there's so many different things that contribute to it and mm-hmm. like i mean i feel like we're just surrounded so oh, we stress really need too, to- speaking of that that's like one of the biggest ones too stress Stress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime I'm stressing, I feel it. It's just instant. It's instant the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, yeah. You can feel it just popping up. Oh man. So let's talk about the hormonal mm-hmm. aspect. Like, are there specific? I mean, you you mentioned, I guess, like thyroid and mm-hmm. um, adrenals. Adrenals. So, mm-hmm. like, like what is the role that they play? I guess with hormones. Sorry, with with the uh, acne. I guess. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Basically, hormones are really all connected. Right. For acne, it will be an imbalance of estrogen and progesterone and then usually high testosterone, sometimes low testosterone. So there's so basically you have these three sex hormones and depending on what individual is either high or low in which hormone is going to determine, I guess, what's going on with the skin. So there are a lot of options. What I see most would be a high testosterone picture. Um, and then a higher estrogen and lower progesterone picture and stress and stuff like that is going to affect your adrenal glands because that's what, you know, pumps out cortisol and everything. And because of that, all of the other hormones are going to get affected as well. And the same goes for thyroid. So when you have an imbalance in one, it's going to have a cascade effect, unfortunately. Right. So that's kind of the idea where you need to get to the root yeah, um, and why things like the pill, like, they're not going to fix your thyroid and adrenal glands, right? So you're not actually going to be balanced out. So when you're seeing a client, for example, how can you tell, like, or how can you rather pinpoint, like, mm-hmm. which part of their hormones to address? Because it's all that I do, yeah. um, usually just based on symptoms. So okay. I, I know what kind of type of acne is usually correlated with which imbalance right and then we're doing a full-on intake with a health history so if they're being like I'm tired all the time you know I crash between two and four I wake up between two and four in the morning I'm super super stressed like I am not feeling good adrenals you know thyroid I'm freezing all the time I I am really underweight I have cold extremities all the time my hair is falling out maybe it's an underactive thyroid so all of that stuff, uh, oily skin and body acne, testosterone. So I've just, because it's all I do, it's all I see all the time. I'm so specialized. I'm able to mostly for most cases, I would say 80% of the cases do it without testing. Right. If we're still struggling at that point, I will tell them to get a Dutch test. Mm-hmm. Um, if, the, if they can get a blood panel from their doctor right away, perfect. But unfortunately, most doctors are not willing to just do that, which is really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to mention, too, 
if you're getting a blood test, you don't get one if you're on the pill because there's no point. Um, and if you're coming off the pill, I would wait three months for it to be accurate. And you have to do it on a certain day of your cycle. So first you have to find out when you're ovulating. And then depending on your cycle length, five to seven days after that. So all of this is crucial. You can't just go to the doctor, get a blood panel that day and be like, oh, my hormones are, are all over the place. It has to be specific on on a day to actually see an accurate repre- representation of your hormones. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that either. Yeah. I mean, this was this is foreign to me. Yeah. Like, who knew? That is fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> whoa. So speaking of hormones, <clears throat> because we have like touched on the pill mm-hmm. a couple of times, but I feel like there is still like people are getting educated, obviously, but there's still this misconception that, you know, like if you have acne, go on the pill, you know, and now, of course, like people are doing more research and thankfully, like people are starting to learn, but it's just prescribed so easily mm-hmm. and it's like Skittles. Yeah, like it's like exactly. Like it's, candy, yeah. it's like no big deal, but it's like the biggest the big deal ever. Deal, yeah. Um, so could you do like a 101 on the pill? Like what does it do to your body? What does it do to your hormones for someone mm-hmm. who doesn't know anything? Yeah. So the issue with the pill is that it basically flatlines your own hormones. So it's stopping ovulation because that's obviously the way you get pregnant. Um, so you're not ever pr- um, basically providing your own hormones to your own body. So if you're on it for 10 plus years, like I was, Basically, for 10 years, I was just having synthetic hormones and flatlined. So what happens is when you get off of it, eventually, you're going to have to get off it eventually. At some point, you can't be on it for the rest of your life. Your hormones are kind of like I all out of the, out of whack because they don't, they've never been used for the past 10 years, essentially, right? They've just been completely dumbed down and you have to learn how to ovulate again. You have to get the cycle back again. And for some women, it comes back right away. But for others, there's a huge struggle to even get the period back after being on hormonal birth control for so long. So it doesn't actually fix. I know doctors and I, you know, obviously like really respect doctors and and all of that stuff. But just specifically with this, I know doctors do often say to women, like it's a treatment for hormonal acne. It's a treatment for endometriosis. It's a treatment for PCOS, but you're not fixing the hormones. You're flatlining them. So when you get off of it, sure, it might fix things because you're not you know, it's fixing the the pain and the symptoms or whatever, but it's going to also make the hormonal imbalance worse when you actually get off of it. So then you get all of these crazy symptoms like skin, bad skin, acne, when you've never had that your entire life, just because your hormones are going crazy trying to reestablish themselves. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope for sure. Yeah. And not to mention, I mean, it, it also, it obviously depletes very good vitamins and minerals. I'm talking obviously specific to skin, but things like magnesium, uh, zinc, all the B vitamins, like all of that selenium, that's really important for skin health. So you're leaching that when you're on the pill for years and years and years. And not a lot of women know that. Oh, that's fascinating. And then it also uh, causes a lot of gut issues. So it's not surprising when women have things like IBS pop up after being on the pill for a prolonged period of time as well. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so much. And I feel like, again, like I didn't even know about the um, nutrients or like Mm -hmm. the vitamin part that you were Mm -hmm. just talking about, because like, I just think that the information is so limited and even personally, like I started researching the pill and its effects and like really learning about like my own hormones at like, I don't know, like 25. That's crazy. Like I've lived in my body for like, like since puberty, like, I don't know, like 
12 years yeah. before I decided to be like, hmm, like, what does all this mean? It just, it's not normalized, right? So I think it needs to be a part of sex education. 100%. For, like young girls. Um, and we just have to keep working hard to be crusaders of it. And the more the words out there, the better. And there's obviously some really great books out there that people can read and resources to use that I think um, should also be like mandatory reading for girls as well. Actually, any good book recommendations since we are on the topic? Yeah. So Jolene Brighton, Beyond the Pill, really, really good. Um, Tony Weschler, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, also really good for those who are looking for um, how to use natural family planning method after the pill. So to be able to not get pregnant or to get pregnant post pill. So you do things like uh, basal body temperature tracking into an app um, and ovulation, your temperature is going to spike and you're going to get things like cervical mucus. That's a little bit more like egg white consistency. So you can track symptoms and then essentially as long as you're not having sex on that day and a few days in between without a condom, you're fine. So that's a really good way for people to practice like safe sex and everything without uh, having to use the pill. Yeah. Um, and one recommendation for me, because this was my foray into um, hormones, was, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called, it's by Alyssa Vitti. Yep, yep. Uh, Woman, Woman Code. Code. Amazing. I was going to mention that last, yeah, actually. It's yeah. Like I it's... use her um, her period tracker app. Okay, good to low. know. Yeah. I, I haven't, tri- I haven't yeah. used it, but this yeah. is a good good recommendation. Yes. Okay, so if you know you are about to come off birth control mm-hmm. or you're wanting to, what can you do to minimize the effects of like hormone disruption so your skin doesn't explode? Yeah, my... My advice would be to work with someone. Um, I think it's a really hard thing to navigate alone. Obviously, I can give some general tips, yeah. but it also depends on what birth control you're on. It also depends on your specific body, what we're dealing with. So, you know, just just find someone that you trust to transition you off safely is number one because it is just worth the time and money to make sure you're not going to have issues coming off of it. Um, on your own, you do want to focus on gut work. So... Basically, you're going to have all of these excess hormones that have built up that need to detox out of the body once you're stopping the pill. So every organ of elimination that you have, you want to make sure it's working optimally. So, you know, we can start really easily with like a good quality probiotic, making sure you're eating fermented foods, making sure your diet's super high fiber, not eating inflammatory foods, um, taking some of those vitamins that the pill depletes as well is a very good start. And then doing some liver support. And then we get into the hormonal balance. So that is a little bit more difficult because it really does depend on the person. And are we thinking about something like androgen rebound because you were on a low dose birth control? Are we thinking about estrogen detox? Like what should we doing? But prep wise, you can definitely start with those kind of basic tips. But again, I would work with a professional who really gets their stuff when it comes to hormone supplements because they're very dangerous if they're used incorrectly. Yeah, totally. Um, You were talking probiotics. Any favorites? I like Genestra. Um, I think they're pretty solid. Uh, HMF Multistrain is the one that I use a lot. Um, I also uh, really like... Oh gosh, Ultimate Flora, Renew Life, Renew Life. And you can get that like in shoppers nowadays. Yeah. Um, and they're like a really good quality probiotic. They have 30 billion, 50 billion, like a women's one, uh, really easily accessible. So those would be like two really easy ones to, to get. And you speak about liver support as mm-hmm. well. So I guess I'll just ask you, like, what mm-hmm. does the liver even have to do with um, skin and like how can you support your liver? Yeah. So liver is like the biggest organ of, of detoxification in the body. So it's responsible for filtering out everything. So any excess toxins, any excess hormones, our own and synthetic otherwise, 
anything we're exposed to. We're putting chemicals on our skin. We're in the pollution in Toronto, whatever it is. So that with the bowels, those are your two biggest, biggest um, movers and shakers in the in terms of eliminating acne properly. So if those aren't working, everything's going to get clogged up and recycled up into the body, making the imbalance worse. So you mm. definitely want to make sure you're eliminating, you're having healthy poops every day. And that the liver support it, especially if you've been on something like the pill or you've been on antibiotics, something that's really heavy on top of what we're already exposed to. Um, so you want to support it with a supplement. So there are certain herbs you can take, um, things like glutathione, things like NAC, which is the precursor to glutathione. Um, and I know a lot of people say, well, I drink liver tea. I mean, you need to drink gallons of that. So get a <laughs> get a high quality supplement. Now, mind you, liver work is one of those other things I would really say to work with a professional because it can cause crazy breakouts if you're going too intense. Um, I'm not a fan of, of huge detoxes. I don't believe in it. I think it's too harsh on the system. Um, and I know people do reach for those cause they're easy and, and, you know, in a health food store, that's kind of where they're at, but think gentle detoxification. <laughs> that's what we want. Good tip. Okay. So if you break out during your period or you know that, you know, you're prone to breakouts during your period, is there anything you can do? Um, I mean, so it depends. Are you, are you like what you're already doing? I would definitely say if you are breaking out, um, around then supplementally it's liver support first, but then a hormonal imbalance. So you, I mean, there's tons of supplements you can take for hormonal imbalance, but we would need to pinpoint which hormones are kind of out of whack. If it's before the period, it's definitely an estrogen and progesterone ratio thing. If it's ovulation, it's usually testosterone is what I see most. So those are all able to be fixed with the right um, supplements. Okay. Any, um, like, do you have any, like, I guess, like supplements that I guess everyone should be taking to like stabilize? You know what? It's so hard to say that. And and that's the reason I work one-on-one individually because everyone is so different. Um, I mean, I'm not into multivitamins. I can definitely tell you what I'm not into. I'm not into multivitamins, not into B complexes. Um, Things that are good would be magnesium. That's a solid. Anyone can be on that. A probiotic, also solid. Anyone can be on that. Um, and then a f- probably a fish oil or a borage oil, something anti-inflammatory. Wait, what is borage oil? So borage oil is a plant um, version of omega fatty acids. Oh, okay, so cool. It, for vegans as well. A lot of times vegans, veg- vegetarians, they don't want to do the fish oil. And I don't like the fish oil made of algae because algae can be triggering. Really? Yeah. Why so, is that? It's one of those things. It just, it just for a lot of people triggers acne. It's, wow. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I steer clear of that. But those, yeah, you want to really focus on lowering inflammation essentially because that's going to balance things out a lot more easy. And then again, supporting those major organs of, of, of elimination. And since you did say magnesium, like mm-hmm. what is its role? Like why, why magnesium? Magnesium just does like so many things for All the body. All of the things. You know, like it's, I think it's over 200 chemical processes that it's responsible for has a role in so it is good for hormones it's good for relaxation it's good for it's just good for health in general it's something that a lot of people are depleted in post pill um and it's just I, it's my superstar supplement I love it I'm I will never stop taking magnesium I know it's it's changed my yeah, life it's like the best. I'm obsessed with magnesium yeah, too. anxiety like, like stress it's just good yeah it's it's yeah. so great like everyone needs to be taking magnesium I, I, no, 100%. that is like the one everyone needs to yeah <laughs> and in terms of fish oil mm-hmm. what again like what does it do for the skin 
It's just because it's anti-inflammatory, really. Okay. So it's really helpful for that. It keeps it sometimes a bit more supple. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, fish oils are, are good to take. If you're not eating a ton of fish in your diet, it's one of those things too. You don't want supplements to replace food too much either if you can yeah. obviously get it from your meals. Well, you, that's why it's supplements. Yeah, like exactly. Like you supplement your diet with totally. them. Yeah, like you don't, yeah, you can't replace a food group or whatever. No, please don't do that. Uh, yeah, seriously. Don't eat McDonald's and then just take your visuals <laughs> and think you're good. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, I've seen some stuff oh, over the years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you said that you're not a fan of B, B complex vitamins. Why is that? Mm-hmm. So B12 and biotin, which is B7, tend to be triggering as well for acne. So it's not something I'm going to go to right away. I've just seen a lot of people break out from it. Um, Mm -hmm. I broke out from it, certainly. So it's one of those things, again, the more you can control at the beginning, the better. And then once you're clear, you start adding things in and experimenting and seeing if that is an individual trigger for you. But at the beginning, when you're working with me, like I'm taking everything I can control and controlling it for you so you can get clear as fast as, as possible. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you just need to be like so vigilant yeah, at the beginning. Because it could be anything. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. So a question that I had was that like, you know, how people break out in different areas of their face, like mm-hmm. chin, like lower jaw or like upper cheek nose. Mm-hmm. Like, do they mean different things? Definitely like the chin and jaw um, and neck. That's definitely hormonal. I know people do like the Chinese medicine face mapping. I don't see that there's a lot of a connection there. And I obviously like look at a lot of faces all the time. Um, It's not like every single time it's on the cheek. It's absolutely the liver or, you know, I think there's kidneys or digestion around the nose. Like I don't see a huge connection. However, I mean, if, if other people have, that's totally fine. But I will say like when people are breaking out in that hormonal area, it is always hormones, especially also body acne will always be hormonal too. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I wanted to talk about eczema Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every other person I'm friends with has eczema and like I have so many friends who have it like on their eyelids or like they just have like a random bout. So is there like a correlation between again, like internally what's happening and an eczema? Like, is it something you can even control? For sure. I've worked with a lot of eczema as well. Oftentimes it's gut. Okay. Um, that is what I would see most. Gut allergies um, is a really common one as well. Uh, topically, what you're putting on the eczema or maybe you have laundry detergent you're breaking out too. Like there are a lot of things um, like fragrances that you that a lot of people have get triggers from. A lot of it, unfortunately, is the weather, <laughs> but a lot of it's certain foods. So dairy, gluten, sugar, those are really big ones for eczema as well. Um, but generally when we do fix the gut, a lot of people find relief. And so like, again, like with gut work, like you recommend probiotics or? Yeah, probiotics. Um, I use a lot of glutamine. Uh, glutamine, it's healing and sealing for the gut. Um, I use digestive bitters. They're one of my absolute favorites because they actually work to train the digestive organs to secrete the juices necessary for optimal digestion. So enzymes you're kind of reliant on, whereas if you keep using bitters, you can get off them eventually. So they're actually one of my, like they really are underrated. I, I People don't use them enough. They're great. Uh, magnesium is also really good for digestion. Oh, uh-huh. Another, back again. Yeah, back again at magnesium. But yeah, that would be like a really good start. So Collagen. What, what are examples of digestive bitters? Um, the ones we use are, or the ones we use, the ones I use are St. Francis Canadian bitters, but Swedish bitters are another. They're just a blend of bitter herbs in a tincture format. And you take like 
40 drops in some water before 15 minutes before mealtime. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it's because it's bitter, it signals that food's coming. So oh. all the juices get secreted. So when you're eating, you're not getting bloated. You're not getting any of those feelings that are uncomfortable when, you know, you have digestive upset like IBS or something. So interesting. Yeah, they're wow. really good. That, like how your body is so smart I like know. see i know we just, don't give it enough credit yeah like just like putting bitter herbs in there is like you Bam. know just gets things going like what that's wild i know I like know. yeah it's 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 like a very miraculous system it is tell it's you. smart it's smart <laughs> yeah that it is so <clears throat> you like lightly touched on this like dairy mm-hmm. gluten i guess that's for eczema but like in terms of breakouts are there like specific foods that you should avoid so Food is a tricky one. Um, I'm a big proponent of making sure we don't have food fear because I see it a lot in practice. Love that. Love it. I don't like restriction. I don't want anyone to feel like completely stressed out when they're eating and not be able to enjoy themselves. So I'm here's the thing how I feel about food. Basically, I would say take a 70-30 approach to food. So 70% of the time I want you eating whole foods, anti-inflammatory foods, things like trying to limit the dairy, the sugar, the processed foods, um, anything like soy, um, anything that's like a refined oil, you know, like corn oil, canola oil, all of that garbage. Um, Farm factory animal products, those are all big triggers because they affect hormones and they affect inflammation. So... I also see a lot in practice, if it is hormonal, you want to obviously focus on foods that aren't going to affect hormones negatively, mostly like dairy and things that are pumped with hormones and then we're consuming it. Um, But in over probably 400 clients, I've only had two that it was very significant in a connection with food. So as long as they were eating a a well-rounded diet... They didn't have to worry about food so much, but mostly it's the stress around food itself that's breaking people out because they are going on these crazy restrictive diets. They've heard a blogger or they've gone to a crazy practitioner who's like, well, you can't eat sugar, dairy, gluten, anything like this. Like, what can they eat? So they can't go on dates. They can't go to family functions. They can't go on vacation. They're miserable. They're so depressed. They're coming to me being like, I don't think I can eat an egg. I've been told I can't eat eggs. And so we work on untangling all that and making sure that they are able to implement certain foods and feel fine about going to like social gatherings. That's what everything, like every social gathering usually revolves around food. You need to be able to live your life as well. So I just want it to be balanced unless of course you have an allergy. If you've you've got an allergy, if something makes you violently stomach upset, steer clear. But for the most part in moderation, most food is fine. I love that because I think that, I mean, you're so right. I feel like there is so much stress around food and like, especially when it comes to the skin, I think it's just so sensitive because like you, you want to do everything you can to make your skin clear. And if you feel like, oh, like maybe this food is a trigger for me, it's almost like, I don't know, like you you can't even go near it, you know, smelling it will make you break out. And then just that stress, it's like, I mean, stress is like the biggest, I feel like, yeah. So it, it makes things worse. Totally. And then add to that just like complete isolation from everyone because you can't eat any of like quote unquote normalized foods. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's really tough. Yeah, it's it's a hard life. Mm-hmm. It's a hard life. So talk me through your acne-friendly meal plan because that's a part of your program, right? Yeah, so I actually, I teamed up with one of my girlfriends, um, Stella Spiegel. She is uh, Stellar Health. She actually has a um, company, a baking company as well, Stellar Eats. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did all the recipes for me because she's like an like a bombshell in the kitchen. I, I like to cook, but I'm not that good. Um, so I basically, what you get is all the vitamins and minerals that are really good for skin health and how to incorporate them with food. So I did all the supplement, like basically vitamin and mineral work and like what it does for the skin and why you should be choosing all these foods. And she put together basically um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two weeks full of acne safe recipes. So they don't have anything of the trigger foods that I was talking about. So processed refined sugar, dairy, uh, wheat, um, animal byproducts that aren't organic, all of that jazz soy, anything like that. So yeah, it's a really, it's a really good, um, kind of part of the program because people feel a bit overwhelmed, I think too. And they're like, okay, if I have to cut out certain things, even 70% of the time, what do I cook? Right. But you're usually, I would say a whole bunch of veggies, some healthy fats, a little bit of protein. You're good to go. Yeah. And I think like it can be so yummy too. Yeah. Like, so in like a few years ago, I, I was, I was dealing with like really bad rosacea. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. So I decided to do an elimination. So I took out gluten, dairy and sugar. And I like that was before I had like had any idea about like anything to do with like nutrition. And I remember I was just like so lost. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the thing is that like if you make your veggies really yummy and like just exactly. like spice them properly, lots of like fats. Yeah. Oh, like I love fats um, and like good protein. Like you're so full and everything's yeah. delicious. It's like so true. it doesn't have to be a sandwich that you're eating. You no, know? It's not totally the only yummy not. thing on the planet. Yeah. So. And I like my biggest <clears throat> advice is that roast a ton of veggies with like awesome seasoning and have them in the fridge. And then you just build your own salad, build your own. Like you just have to add protein then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like have a little avocado with it. And just, like I eat animal protein. So, you know, I just have veggies waiting to go and I will make a salad with chicken or put some, you know, like smoked salmon on there, whatever. Or you just, you know, make a turkey burger and then you have the vegetables on the side. It's it's easy that yeah. way. Yeah. So easy. And I feel like, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for success as well. Exactly. So um, diverging a little bit, mm-hmm. but I wanted to talk to you about like pregnant women. And I know mm-hmm. this is like more of like, I guess, like a blanket question, mm-hmm. blanket statement question. But mm-hmm. like I like I hear a lot of my pregnant friends complain about like like acne, like their skin just mm-hmm. going insane when mm-hmm. they're pregnant, which I guess is normal because your hormones yeah. are like, what's happening? I'm growing a human. Yeah, but like, yeah. is there anything that they can do at all? Or is it just like something that, you know, you have to be okay with hormonally it's hard yeah um of course you should be taking certain supplements that are safe pregnancy is really tough because you can't have any herbs Mm -hmm. so you have to be very careful with what you can't have like vitamin a like you can have certain things but at very like low dosages the the best thing you can really do is uh proper skincare like really gentle proper skincare being consistent with that um, you can do seed cycling, which is relatively, which is safe because you're just eating seeds. Now, because you don't have a cycle, what I would suggest is just doing all of the four seeds at once every day. Wait, what are, what are seeds? Oh, sorry. Like I think it's sesame seeds, flax seeds. I'm going to blank on the last two, but if you Google seed cycling, it's going to come up. Okay. Uh, I don't use it in regular practice cause I use a stronger uh, supplements, but for my pregnant women, it is something I'm like, it's not going to hurt, hurt you, right? Like they're healthy fats anyways. Yeah. So that could help. I've seen it help with some hormone raging stuff, but absolutely proper skincare. And then the safe supplements you can take that are also good for skin. 
Good to know. And I guess this is like a good segue to ask you about skincare mm-hmm. and beauty products. So like, are there any specific like ingredients you recommend? Yeah. So I love, I mean, I love acids. Acids will forever my be my favorite, favorite thing. Yeah. Like forever. I love vitamin C. Um, you have to be careful with vitamin C because most of the formulations have vitamin E, which breaks a lot of people out. I love retinol. I'm like, retinol's my star, my star ingredient that I use. Um, but yeah, in general, I really love active ingredients, but I also am obsessed with hydration. So you need to have a hyaluronic acid serum. Everyone in the world has to have one. Agreed. Everyone. And you need to have sunscreen because it's going to prevent so much damage yes. and hyperpigmentation and, and moisturizer. So what I would say is as long as you're having a proper cleanse, hyaluronic acid, moisturizer, sunscreen, play around with what acids you want to use based on your specific issues. Um, so is it closed comedones, which is more non-inflamed day? Uh, acne is it big pustules is it cysts is it hyperpigmentation and there's tons of resources on what each acid does and base kind of that on what your specific skin needs are and you have to bear in mind too what your skin type is because that will determine how much exfoliation your skin can take because you don't want to go on the other side of things where you're irritating it and over exfoliating it and creating more angry acne right right such smart tips and are there any ingredients that you avoid for sensitive skin oils well for acne oils like the plague I don't believe in them at all yeah I mean like I've heard that so many times from different practitioners yes. as well who just don't love it for like especially yes. for like acne prone skin because never it can like go crazy no oils yeah oils essential oils those are both my big no-nos so look for those good to know okay um tell me about your program yeah so basically I work one-on-one with women Um, I have the Get Glow Complete, which is basically an hour consult plus a follow-up. And then I have my advanced program, which is an hour consult and then four follow-ups. So that one's for more complicated cases. It's for women who want a little bit more extra support and time with me. Um, I am heavily involved in the journey. So we are doing two-week check-ins. So basically they come to me. um, I get them to send me pictures of their face. I go through all of their products, their makeup, everything. Um, And then they do my big intake form which is all their health history. And then we talk for an hour about absolutely everything. So I want to know their skin journey in their own words. I want to know what their triggers are that they think, because half the time you're right. You know your body, right? Like if you're saying it's hormonal, it's probably hormonal. Um, And then I pick apart from there basically what I think's going on based on on everything they've said, all the symptoms that they're experiencing. And we're, we're talking things like stress management. How stressed are you? What are you doing for stress? Like how does your skin make you feel stress-wise? Like what's going on with that? And a lot of, you know, a lot of women are breaking down all the time with me, right? It's a very emotionally charged thing to go through. So I want to make sure too we're attacking the mindset thing. So once we kind of go through that, I'm sending them their protocol. So it's customized supplements based on their internal imbalances that we need to fix. It's customized AIM and PM skincare routine based on their specific skincare needs. And then it's their two-week meal plan, a bunch of different lifestyle suggestions as well, like little changes you wouldn't think about, um, like pore clogging, pore cloggers and shampoo and conditioner, or what to look out for in a laundry detergent, right? Like all these little things that add up that I was talking about, like there's tons of little triggers that we just want to control. And then they get their emotional support workbook. So that's a bunch of different exercises I've come up with um, after experiencing acting myself to basically help switch mindset um, to I'm going to be able to heal. I'm going to have beautiful skin and changing that feedback loop from a negative one into a positive one. So 
it's really detrimental and transformative because sometimes I have women who they won't even go downstairs if their boyfriend or parents are there without a full face of makeup. I, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. And like, I, I, I get it's it. It's heartbreaking. So we work on that and, and food fear again, really common. So it's, I do a lot of psychological stuff as well. And you know, you've got all three parts of the puzzle. You've got the external skincare, you've got the internal supplements and food and diet. And then you've got this mindset support plus someone who is there every step of the way being your cheerleader and you know, it's not going to be linear for everyone. There's going to be ups and downs. So you have me to reach out to when you're crying or you need help or it's five in the morning and you just need to vent. Like I'm always available. I think it's so, it's so great that you talk about the mindset component Mm -hmm. because the thing is that like when someone is going through a breakout and I can speak from my personal experience because I was just telling you before we started, but like last year I had like, like a pretty major breakout Mm -hmm. on like my lower jaw, like lower cheek area. And I remember just being at wit's end, like so upset, like, and I'm not someone who's like easily ruffled, Mm -hmm. but I could not believe how upset I was, like how something like, like, like skin, you know, which big picture, like it doesn't matter, but it Mm -hmm. does, you know, and it's so nice that you provide that support because like when you're going through acne or like a breakout, it feels like your world is ending. A hundred percent. And you don't, it affects so, like it affects so many women's social lives. Like when I first started dating, um, Sean, my current boyfriend, I would set my alarm to wake up an hour before him, sneak out of bed, put a full face of makeup on, come back in. And at night I would do the same thing. I'd wait till he fell asleep. Then I'd go take my makeup off, put my routine on because I was so terrified of him seeing me barefaced. And eventually I, I had a bunch of health issues. So I was like, I, I'm not putting on makeup when I can't walk right now. It's not happening. Yeah. He didn't even, didn't even notice. Yeah. And that's when my, my skin was terrible. It was cystic. It was yeah. brutal. Yeah. But you know, the, find the partner that's the right person. They don't care at all. They're just yeah. looking at you. And that's the thing I tell my clients too you're your own harshest critic. So what you're seeing, and I, I believe I, and a lot of my clients have some dysmorphia when you look in the mirror and cause all you're looking at is the pimples. You're not looking at your beautiful eyes, your eyebrows, your mouth, like how like beautiful you look when you're talking and animated and smiling that everyone else, your friends and family are seeing. Yeah. So it was a really interesting thing for me because when I finally broke down to my friends about it, everyone kind of looked at each other. They were like, Meg, I'm so sorry. We didn't even know you were experiencing this. We don't see it. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of a light bulb moment. And so I always tell that story to my clients too. I'm like, no one, no one is looking at that when they're looking at you. I mean, it's, it's true, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I remember when I was in university, like there was a friend of mine and she had just terrible acne Mm -hmm. and I remember like one day just out of the blue she was telling us about it and I was like well I didn't even notice yeah like it just like I I, that wasn't the defining factor you know but then like that person for so many more yeah yeah but like I think like for them like for whoever's going through this like you that that becomes the center of your universe and then you think that it's the center of everyone else's universe too you know but or you and I would think you know oh my gosh if I got checked out well that guy's just staring at my skin no way I'm a tall blonde rocking hot boots they were checking me out like get real yeah it's so so true okay before we end I wanted to talk to you about stress because I know you've you've discussed like how it has like such a big impact so what is your like one biggest Mm. tip for stress breathing breathing just doing some deep breathing box breathing is like you can do it anywhere what's box Um, breathing so basically you are 
creating a box in your mind with your breath. So you would inhale for four, hold at one corner, exhale for four, hold. Then you're making that the top of the box. And then again, inhale, hold, exhale, hold. And you're just calming the nervous system. My second thing is a walk. No matter what you're stressed about, go walk. You're moving your body. You're getting the lymphatic system moving. You're getting endorphins. You're getting fresh air. It's just the easiest way to calm things down whenever I'm upset. I mean, I have a dog, so it makes it even nicer. Oh, even better. But whenever I'm upset, it's a walk. And it's always been that way. My mom has always told me that too. Like, just go for a walk. You're going to feel better. Even if it's five minutes, half an hour, wherever you end up wandering, it's just going to clear your head and reset. It's, I think, movement in general. Like, it does wonders. Like, there have been times where I've been like, my world is ending for some reason or the Mm -hmm. other. And I'm just so upset and so distraught. And then, you know, I go for a work because I had that scheduled in or whatever I go boxing and then afterwards everything is just like the perspective shifts totally and I'm just like wait why was I so upset about this like oh like this is how I'll tackle it or like oh like it's just not the biggest deal so like walking it's it's such a it's such a simple thing so simple and it's free it's free it's free breathing and walking it's free yeah everyone can do it it, no matter where you are it's so true and in terms of breathing do you do meditation at all or is it just like I don't yeah um it doesn't really resonate with me I would rather I do a lot of Pilates and that's where I get my breath work that's kind of my like sanctuary um so that's what I prefer to do I think it's amazing for people that it works for, but I'm also of the mindset that you got to do what works for you. So, yeah. you know, if you're trying really hard to do it because everyone else is doing it and it doesn't work, don't force it. Yeah. Find something else. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, the main thing is to breathe. <laughs> the main thing is to breathe. Exactly. Whatever, <laughs> honestly helps you get de-stressed I'm all for it love it okay tell everyone where they can find you Instagram website all that good stuff yeah so my website is www.getglow.to.com um and then my Instagram links from there but my Instagram is getglow.t.o and people like worldwide can contact you for your program I have clients all over the world amazing Um, yeah yeah so there's it's only a computer away and guys go to her instagram like her before and afters are insane like even on your website like i I cannot believe like some of the pictures that i've seen like it's it's unbelievable so if you have skin issues go to her (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you meg thank you